Want to navigate your way from book idea to bestseller and beyond? You're in the right place. Listen in for interviews with industry experts and inspiring authors who are making their mark in the world of independent publishing. Get ready for down-to-earth, actionable advice and insights from those who know the business best. Welcome to the She Gets Published podcast. Here's your host, best-selling author, transformational book coach, and indie publishing mentor, Lynette Pottle. Hey, welcome. I'm Lynette. I'm so glad you're here at the show. Before we dive into today's episode, I do want to make sure you know about the free resources I created to help you on your indie author journey, from nailing down your best book idea to the Cliff Notes version of how to complete your first draft in less than 90 days to prompts to help you fill your story bank and more. You can find all of this at shegetspublished.com backslash freebies. Now, on to our extraordinary guest. Meet content marketer and Amazon best-selling author of the book, Know Me, Like Me, Trust Me, The Ultimate Guide to Building Influence on Social Media, Sally Hendrick. I met Sally nearly a decade ago, and of the things I love most about her, two things really stand out. First, how much she genuinely cares about helping others amplify their voice and messages. And second is how she flows with apparent ease between the analytical and creative sides of her brain. It just fascinates me. After 25 years of consulting with corporations, she dove into the world of content marketing. In today's episode, Sally brings you unique and actionable tips to help you with building your author platform. Something I've witnessed her do especially well as she prepares for the launch of her first historical fiction book, Humble Pie. Get ready for another great show. Here we go. Hey, Sally, I'm so glad that you're here today. I always love talking to you, but to be able to let our audience in on this conversation feels like a real treat today. So thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Lynette. Oh my gosh. You know, one of the things that I talk about a lot is all of the skill sets that we bring to what we do, whether it's our books, whether it's how we show up in the world for our businesses, that we bring a lot to it. And you have such an interesting kind of fascinating background that I wanted to take a minute before we start to talk marketing, how you, maybe how you got to where you're at or how the experiences of your life, professional experiences inform what you're doing today, the skill sets that you bring forward, right? For me, my background is in hospitality management and and human resources and those things, surprisingly, life and business strategy, all of that is related to book coaching and publishing. Who knew? Customer service, you know, training, all of those pieces inform the work that I do today. But yours is a, your background's a little bit different. Share with us kind of a blip of your interesting journey and how it helps you today as a content marketer. It's a really interesting way of looking at it, I would guess, because I was a statistician for 25 years, an actuary. And I don't know any actuaries that left and started a marketing business, (laughs) you know? So I tend to look at the numbers. That seems to be the way that I, uh, everything comes back to the numbers and I'm very good at being able to know what to look for and to know what's important, what's not important to look at. And then if you find things that aren't consistent, um, then I know what to go look for to figure out why. 
So that seems to be how I approach a lot of things, but that's definitely not all. You know, when I, my kids were young, I used to do elaborate birthday parties. I had a website invitation. I would have, you know, homemade games and things like that and decorated cake and what have you to match it all. And so when I finally grew up and decided what I wanted to be after a 25-year career, I had all this creativity to match up with the analytical side. And that's, here I am. That's where I am. Yes. I love that about you because you do bring both sides to it. And for me, I'm not, my natural go-to isn't that analytical side. And so you are able to help me shine a light on that. And it's, of course, it's important. Like we need to know it's one thing to feel that we're making an impact or thinking that particular content is landing, but data doesn't lie in that case. We know what is the open rate? What is the view rate? And so remembering those pieces of it. So thanks for sharing that bit about your background. I think it's always fascinating to learn about people's journeys and where they got to be where they are at today. And of course, in the intro, we talked about the fact that you're also an author on top of all the other amazing work that you do. And one of the things that I've witnessed personally, and we've known each other for a long time, so I've seen this unfold, is how brilliant of a marketer you are. And it never feels contrived or slimy, right? It's so authentic. And I love that about you. And so that's why I wanted to bring you on the show today to talk a little bit about the things that you're doing um, the things that you help clients do when it's thinking about authors and showing up and marketing to help your book achieve its greatness, to do its work out in the world. So you have some really interesting ways of looking at things. Some of them we may have talked about before, but there's one that stands out particularly in mind that just was captivating to me. And collaboration is something that you do amazingly well. And you've used that for book promotion. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, I did write my first book last year, which was great. That's called Know Me, Like Me, Trust Me. It's a social media guide for building influence, basically. And when I launched it, I decided to do a collaboration, which was not my idea. I'm not going to take credit for that. I got that from InfoStack. And, um, but the, the thing about it is that you have six, seven, eight, ten authors, whatever, to come together. And if they have similar audiences or some sort of similar thread between them, then what you do is everybody sends out the same promotional emails and everybody sent, does the same social media posts about the author collaboration. And we put, our goal for this one was to get leads. It wasn't uh, necessarily to get, um, to raise money from the books, but it was to get leads. And so what we did is we made all of our Kindle version or we put a PDF version up for people to have uh, where they um, they signed up for each person's book, however many they wanted. And because we were all emailing all of our own individual lists, it's like we were sharing our lists with each other in one project. And we had tons and tons of people. We had almost 1,300 people get books. And every individual that was uh, participating had at least a hundred or more up to 300 was the biggest one 
uh, that they got to take those leads with them. And, but I, as a, as the facilitator got to get all 1300 leads. Yes. I love that. I love that. And sometimes we, um, can get in that mindset of lack and that holds us back from collaboration because we're thinking, Oh, if they know about all these other great books that are similar to mine or in a similar topic, maybe they're not going to buy mine. And let's face it. Like we have, if you look at your bookshelf, how many books you have on a certain topic, we buy lots and lots of books um, for those people that, that love books. Right. So Mm -hmm. that open-mindedness to see outside of ourselves and how can we support each other list building is important as an author, right? Especially as many of our listeners or coaches or entrepreneurs having that email list so you can continue to nurture that relationship with your potential reader is huge. Yeah. And if you're doing a wait list for your book and you are collecting emails, then you can continue to communicate with those people, even if your book is not ready yet. In fact, I think it's even better to talk about what you're doing, your process, you know, talk about maybe stories that you're trying to decide, is this going to make the book or is it not? And maybe you tease that out a little bit, uh, what you're going through. And people love to hear that. It's just like they love to watch construction happen. They love to watch the construction of anything happen, including your book. Yes. And you do this so beautifully. You know, I talk about this all the time. Marketing your book really should start on day one. The day that you decide that you're going to write a book, it's time to start talking about it. Not when it's edited, not when it goes to print. It's from day one. And I've watched you do this so beautifully with your book, Humble Pie, that you're working on right now. So it's, I love to hear you echo that message. It's so powerful. So many people want to write a book and never do. So they live vicariously through you sharing, pulling back the curtain. And like you're saying, should I include this story or this story? Um, I always look forward to your post because of that. So well well done there. Thanks for, (laughs) thanks for sharing that. If if you think about um, advice that you would give a new author, that first time author about another way they could create content that would help to generate interest in their book and build community around their book. What else would you share with them? I think that, well, I mean, talking about it anytime. Also, if you've already written a chapter that's a particularly juicy chapter, I think that that's a great way to uh, get people interested as well. One of the things that I did, my chapter is what people get when they get on my wait list but I also created a podcast episode of me reading that chapter. And so I have different feelers going out on social media, entering people straight to the podcast, which is kind of cool because one of the other things that I'm doing now included with my book, if people pre-buy it, obviously they're going to get a signed copy that I'm going to be mailing to them but I have a multimedia bit online that they can go subscribe to once they've bought my book. And that includes audios from people I've interviewed. It includes articles and different things where I verified that certain things actually existed in 1906 before I started talking (laughs) about it. And, you know, because I wanted to verify and make sure this is real. And Anyway, it's just a fun way to get some behind the scenes 
And I'm, I actually, because my book is called Humble Pie, I call it The Baking of Humble Pie. Which was brilliant. I loved that. <laughs> You're listening to the She Gets Published podcast with Lynette Pottle. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to leave us a review and subscribe. And we are all curious about what's going on behind the scenes. So having that bonus content that gives people a glimpse into that, it whets people's appetite to want to learn more, that they're more invested in you and your project. Um, so that's really brilliant. And I love, you know, oftentimes I have seen maybe an audio clip on a website or something, but having this limited edition kind of special access podcast, I think is a really unique and wonderful way to share more about your book. And I don't know about anybody else, but audio books that are read by the author, having them narrate that, it changes the whole experience. So even if you don't have something on Audible or do a full audio book, having that podcast is a really neat way to give people that experience and get to know you at a different level, I think. Exactly. And the funny thing is, I actually went back to look at it the other day and I've got six episodes, I think, on the private podcast. And one of them is just me interviewing my mother before she died, actually. Mm. And I interviewed her about her growing up and what it was like and you know, her favorite pets, her favorite relatives, you know, all kind. Of, I got some funny stories out of that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. And that's personal. It's not only pulling back the curtain, but it helps people to get to know you. That was a really intimate moment, you having that conversation and funny, um, but it really helps you to get to know that person. So don't shy away from those opportunities. I think that's the the big message is don't, don't tell yourself you have to show up in this shiny way, cookie cutter way. It's the unique and it's the personal and it's your quirkiness. All of those things are what make people love you. Thank you. Um, it's messy. People <laughs> yes. love to watch mess, messy and see how it gets cleaned up and pulled together into something meaningful. Of course, because let's face it, you know, whether we share that openly, we, we are all dealing with messy. Messy is part of the process and certainly part of the author process. There's lots of messy. So it makes you human. Yeah. I love that. You do it remarkably well. So you. if you, if you were to think about this, you know, someone, maybe they've written their manuscript and they're getting ready to publish and launch. I mean, is there something that stands out in your mind? If you, if you were to think about incrementally creating content or drawing people in, is there anything else that stands out maybe that could be helpful or um, meaningful or unique and different that would make someone stand out that you could share? I do Facebook ads. So yes. I'm going to bring that in because I have to say that just for a dollar or two a day for the last year, I have been running ads and getting people on my list and it, it exploded. I have almost 6,000 people on my list and over 2,000 signed up specifically for the book. Mm. That right there is giving me a huge lead in. For my own launch, if I do that versus if I go to a publisher, maybe the publisher does, you know, puts money behind it. But it also gives me an advantage with a publisher to say, look, look at all this work that I've been doing. I just haven't gotten to the point yet where I'm 
I'm, I haven't decided if I'm publishing or self-publishing. Right. You know, so I'm, you know, I, I just, I'm, I'm crossing each barrier as I go. And right now I'm in editing process. So I just can't think about that. <laughs> but, but what's so beautiful about that is it doesn't matter if you go traditional publishing, if you professionally self-publish, if you end up with a hybrid publisher, having an author platform is going to serve you no matter how yes. you go. So I think sometimes, myself included, can shy away from Facebook ads and thinking about, oh my gosh, all that's involved in that and it's going to be so much money, um, such an investment, is it going to be worth it? I think working with someone like yourself that has some knowledge around Facebook ads and how do you nurture an audience, it isn't about selling to them, it's about helping them get to know you. And having that, like you said, you've been doing this for a year. So you've been doing this all the while that you write alongside the fact that you're writing your book and editing that manuscript, but you're bringing people along for the ride and you found another avenue to do that. Yes. Yeah. So good. So good. Now, I think it's really important for me, at least. I know one of the things that you do with your work and all of your work, um, shout your cause, you're talking about impact. Impact is incredibly important to you and allowing other people to make an impact. So what what drives you? What drives you when you think about impact and really wanting to show up in the world in that way? Small voices drive me because they're mm. not getting the loud amplification they may need. There's a lot going on in this world and we only get to hear really what the wealthy people want to say at the end of the day it, it because there's so many things controlled by corporations and money and, and mm -hmm. all of that so I like to think of hey what about this story have you ever thought about talking to this person or that person to really fill in the blanks and so that's what shout your cause is about I really like to support those underdog causes um, the people who are out there doing the work to make things happen in their communities and in whether it's political or not, uh, they're making change. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the things too, as we step into building our own author platforms, as our platforms build, we all have that opportunity to help amplify voices and those things that are important to us. For me, it's empowering women. And I'm always looking looking for opportunities to do that. Coming from a disadvantaged background myself, I have a real soft spot for wanting to help uh, remove some of those barriers for other people. So that's one of the beautiful things, kind of a residual effect of being an author and building your platform, I think, is, um, is a really powerful way to amplify impact and the work that we do our specific work, but then also how do we lift others up in the process? So thank you for all of the work that you do around that. Thank you. Yeah. Before we wrap up, I also want to give you an opportunity just to give, I know that you are going to gift our audience a sneak peek into Humble Pie, but can you tell us a little bit about what this book, what the stories are about? Yes, this is early 1900s for the most part. And what happens is my grandmother, whose name was Sudi, has a little friend named Maybe who lives across the cotton field from her. And she is the daughter of the, of the housemaid that takes care of their family. 
their friendship is only allowed to happen in the basement of the house. Mm. It's hidden away from public, hidden away and away from the everyday life of what happens in the main house upstairs. And I use a lot of, uh, I go back in time in the seventies when I was young and I was staying with my grandmother and she would tell me stories about her childhood. And so what I did was I took some of those stories that were true, but I also made up this whole tale between her and maybe and their friendship and the tragedy that goes along with that um, at this time. Yeah, and it's so interesting. I can tell you as someone that's been following along with the snippets, you are definitely going to want to take Sally up on the offer and getting a glimpse into this first chapter and following her journey as this goes to publication. Where would people be able to sign up to get that chapter, Sally? Just go to shoutyourcause.com and down the page, there's a section that says, Sally's writing a book and here's the, you know, it, it introduces it. So you'll find it there or just signing up on that list for Shout Your Cause at all will get you to the chapter. Perfect. Perfect. And of course, we'll include that link in the show notes. As we wrap up today, is there any final words of encouragement, uh, advice that you have for that new author thinking about marketing and showing up and talking about their book and amplifying their voices and the voices of others? Just any final words? Doubt and fear, imposter syndrome, it's all going to creep up on you. It creeps up on all of us, even the most prolific writers. Don't be afraid to talk about what you're doing. Don't be afraid to share. Don't be afraid to just be, you know, put yourself out there and that you're doing this. One thing that's kind of a hidden benefit is that when you do that for yourself and you make yourself public in that way, you give yourself this accountability because then you feel that that's what you need to get done and it will help you push forward because it's not always easy. So uh, push through those hard times and realize that everybody, even the most, even the best authors out there go through the same thing. Oh my gosh. Yes. Mic drop. That is so true. It doesn't matter who you are, how many books you've written. Everyone deals with these same kinds of, um, challenges that come up, but to know that whole adage around trusting the process and trusting yourself. You've done hard things before and you can do this too. So continuing to show up. Thank you, Sally, for showing up today for our community and for the work that you continue to do. We'll be watching for the release of your book. Yay. Thank you, Lynette. I'm so excited. I wish I could tell you the date. <laughs> we'll keep our community updated in the show notes that when the when Humble Pie is released, we'll definitely let people know, but they'll know because they'll already be on your list from downloading that free chapter. Exactly. All right. Thanks again, Sally. That's a wrap for this week's episode. We can't wait to hear how you put what you learned today into action. Remember, the journey from book idea to bestseller and beyond is within your reach. Keep writing, keep learning, and keep pushing forward on your path to becoming the published author you aspire to be. And for more tips and encouragement to support you on the journey, follow us on Instagram at, at @shegetspublished. On behalf of your host, Lynette Pottle, thanks for being a part of the She Gets Published community. See you next time. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network.
Sound Advice FM, Women's Voices Amplified.